Welcome to another edition of the Team Turnbuckle Podcast, IB Sports Wrestling Podcast on the IB Sports Podcast Network. Tonight, the dynamic trio is going to preview WrestleMania 37, which is this Saturday and Sunday. I am your host, the head of the table, Chief Keith Fleming. With me as always, my trio partners, Sam the Shooter Howe and Ravishing Ron L. Tinsley. It's WrestleMania week, boys. Hey, man. And considering what we've been given so far from uh, NXT, uh, I'm pretty excited about what we have in store for this weekend. Sam? Uh, I am excited. I'm actually, this is the first year that I've been more excited for WrestleMania than I have been for TakeOver. Since when? Ever. Since they started doing TakeOver? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't do it last year. And, but yeah, every year before that. See, I, I was think- really jacked for 35. I thought 35 was a great card. And, uh, you know, when you get both the women's triple threat and Kofi mania, Versus Daniel Bryan. I, I was pretty jacked about that one. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was excited. However, you have to remember that that takeover was the one with Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match. I think uh, it was War Raiders against uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet. Uh, Walter. You're not, the- you're really not making me, you know. I think about my decision. I mean, good for you, whatever floats your boat. But I'm just saying, like, that's, you know, I just I just hope RC didn't listen to that very beginning part because, boy, there'll, there'll be a post. Um, I, I first want to remind everybody that the IB Sports Podcast Network is where you can find this podcast as well as many other podcasts, including me and Joe Matz did a recap of episode three of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. We will obviously be doing a recap of episode four. Me and Alan previewed the Masters, uh, which again, this is just like my Nirvana uh, with Masters Week and WrestleMania and with NXT having a two-night deal. This is a good week for your boy. Uh, Plus, Ron L. and Sam did a preview of NXT TakeOver. If you are planning to watch it later and did not watch it live, you can go back and listen to that before you watch it, or if you just want to listen to it and see how much Ron L and Sam got right or wrong, you can do it that way as well. And then we are going to be releasing a new podcast that don't don't think this is going to be regularly because it, it took us a lot of time just to get this first one out. But we're doing some of the greatest storylines in the history of wrestling and really doing a deep dive on them. The first one is the Mega Powers Exploding. Uh, Really want to thank Sam for doing a lot of the heavy lifting on this, a lot of the research. Uh, We have already recorded two parts of it. It's a four-parter. The first part will kind of cover where wrestling was at as we led up to, you know, who Macho Man and Hogan were before their orbits really collided around uh, WrestleMania 3, WrestleMania 4. The second episode is literally leading up to the mega powers forming. Uh, The next two episodes or the last two episodes will be the mega powers exploding and then the aftermath of it. So we're very proud of it. We're excited. It's something different. It's like I said, it's a deep dive and uh, we hope to have at least two of those up this week and hopefully the other two next week. I also, uh, I know I'm, I'm probably getting a little ahead of myself, but this is also coming up. I, I know it's only April, but uh, it is the 10th anniversary of Money in the Bank 2011, which I think is personally my favorite pay-per-view. And Keith, your favorite pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. Ever. Yep, so, Ronell has actually never seen it. So, you want to do a rewatch? Like yeah, a live rewatch? Well, maybe. I mean, that actually wouldn't be a bad Ooh. idea, but we're going to do something for it. It is also the 25th anniversary of uh, the birth of Austin 316 this summer. Uh, and the I, I think that the there's also the 25th anniversary of the Bre- the Survivor Series '96 in November, which was a huge. That was where Sid ended the title reign of Shawn. Damn, Michael. it's a 25 year anniversary of the Iron Man match too, right? Wasn't that yep, WrestleMania that 12? March that was March 30th. 
So uh, we're getting old, wow. basically, is the uh, theme of all that. Uh, uh, yeah. but- <laughs> <laughs> what, what would have been, while Shawn Michaels was celebrating his boyhood dream, me thinking about my boyhood dream of winning the title, I am grow- coming to the uh, adult realization that that ain't happening. <laughs> that is the first time uh, that I can remember in my, you know, still relatively young life uh, that I threw kind of a hissy fit over a wrestling conclusion. I was so upset that Brett lost. I felt like he was cheated. There was no rule set up before that started that if it went to the full hour that they had to continue on, screw you, Jack Tunney, or whoever the one that was it. Screw you, Gorilla Monsoon. Brett Hart should have left with the belt. Sean's a cheater. He's always been uh, Hitman's best (laughs) there ever was. So um, Just just want to drop in on this because uh, this is kind of a hot take, but that uh, eight months that Sean had the title, he had arguably match quality wise, possibly the best eight month match quality of any wrestler ever in the WWF to that point. Um, oh, to that point. Okay. Yeah. You saved yeah. it there. He that was he had the, yeah, the match- matches with Vader and yeah no Diesel, it was great. Diesel two months with Bret Hart. I mean yep. two months with um with uh Bulldog. He had a great banger with Vader. He had the the Mankind match, and then he dropped the title, pulling arguably Sid's greatest match out of him. Yep, and we As, all know that um, getting a match out of Sid saying something. So uh, WrestleMania thirty seven two nighter. I'm really glad WWE is sticking with this. You know, we discussed last year on the podcast. Uh, we didn't know if that was going to be a deal where they only did that because of, you know, the, the circumstances and COVID and it not being in front of a live audience. But I am, like, seriously so thankful they're doing this again. You're going to get two nights. I think it's really going to work out. I'm very excited about the cards. Um, let's just get right into it. So for night one, and I do also appreciate them already announcing which match is on which night, which is one thing they did not do last year and left a lot of people questioning, well, you know, what's going to be, you know, which night. Um, We have a fatal four-way for the, uh, it's for a right, correct, to face the tag team champs on the second night. That is correct, right? I believe so, yeah. So we got Natalia and Tamina versus the Riot Squad, who I thought had already earned a title shot, but that's just me. They have. That's what I thought. Versus Dana and Mandy versus Lena and Naomi. Again, I'm not going to shit on anybody getting on the card. I think they deserve it. These girls uh, have been, you know, basically on the program all through COVID and stuff. I think that's one thing that's really important about this mania. And I'm really proud of WWE for getting right. You don't have a lot of outsiders. You don't have a lot of people that, you know, are part-timers. You have people that have literally, you know, worked for the company in a very difficult time. And I'm glad they reward them. So I'm not going to crap on that, but I have a feeling this will probably be the shortest match. uh, Maybe either night, I think definitely on this night, uh, Sam, if you got a prediction, who do you think is going to be facing um, Nia and Shayna on night two? Oh, I, uh, I'm going with the Riot Squad. Uh, the the ones that I would want to win would be Lana and Naomi, who I think that Naomi is criminally underused. I think that she is of the uh, women who are not sort of the NXT, sort of the darlings of the work rate set. Um, and I don't mean that as a pejorative and knock on Bailey, Sasha, anybody, but I think that Naomi is criminally underrated. I And I think that she should get, I, I think it's a crying shame that she doesn't get more chance than she does. She is not really, she's been an afterthought since her mania moment at WrestleMania Orlando. Which is a shame. I agree. And everyone, you. I remember the time being like, "Oh shit!" Like maybe they're going to do something with her. No, Rana, who you got? Yeah, uh, that's who I would want. Uh, I'm with Sorry, you, Sam. Just make with sure, Lana, Naomi, or the Rock Lana, Lana, okay. and Naomi. Um, and I, I honestly, we kind of called this a long time ago, and it's it's amazing that 
this has played out for so long with Lana still wrapped up with Nia and Shayna to begin with. So I would like them to pay both uh, Lana and Naomi off with that. But if I were to really say who I think is going to win, I'd probably lean more towards Natalia and Tamina. I hope it's the Riot Squad. They, as I said, they've already earned it. I mean, I, I I don't know if I ever remember WWE just forgetting a team or an individual winning an opportunity and they never get it. And good for, well, I guess they haven't totally forgot it because the Riot Squad, I heard them mention it. Uh, I don't know if it was on, uh, like, what's the show, Talking Raw or whatever it is after the show or if it was actually during one of the Raw, but they did mention, like, we never got our title shot. And I just think the Riot Squad would be a great tag team. Like, to, to win the titles, uh, I think that we're getting hopefully near Nia and Shayna's uh, reign ending more than anything just because I really want to get Shayna back in the singles division because I don't like what they're doing. It's been a typical WWE deal where with them being a tag team, she's took some really bad losses in the last couple of weeks. Uh just sorry, before we go on, just two quick things. Um, actually, if they wanted to pay off the I'll long give way, you one, not two. Um, <laughs> no, we're, um, because the second one's more of a joke. Lana versus Naomi. Lana and Naomi, I think, winning just to pay off that storyline would be great. Uh, the other thing is, is that, like, I've, with my other group, uh, I have, like, a group chat where I call uh, Tamina, I'm not Tamina, I call uh, Shayna and Naya the bar, B-A-R-R-E. Because uh, it's the same thing that happened with the bar, the Seamus and Cesaro tag team. Anyway. See, right now I should only give him one. Uh, (laughs) Cesaro versus Seth could be the match of the night. Um, I've actually liked the build to this. Ronnell. Hopefully they're going to give Cesaro a moment here. Right? I think That's my man Cesaro, been. they got to give my man Cesaro a moment. And I know RC is going to hate me for, you know, marking out behind Cesaro. But, you know, we've already discussed on this show enough how much I believe he's criminally underrated. And so I think that give this man a moment. Seth is, like we've stated many times, can eat a loss and will be all right. Uh not to to fantasy book but if they want to have cesaro go over and have him then if then i'm going to go through two other matches but if you wanted to have um uh if you wanted to have uh cesaro challenge for the ic title if uh i'm playing if apollo wins and then if you want to have seth move up as a heel challenger if daniel bryan wins those are great ways to or reigns as I've been saying, I really would love to see, even if it's heel, heel, Seth and, and Roman. Uh, it's clean sweep. I hope Cesaro gets the win. Uh, and I just, again, Seth has been incredible lately. Did y'all see what he, he tweeted the other day? No, I try to stay away from his tweeting. So somebody put up the graphic that Fox has put up several times where of his accomplishments, it's married to Becky Lynch and basically we're making fun of him. And he retweeted, he's like, yeah, it's probably my best accomplishment. Have you seen her? Like, she's the man. Like, why would that not be one of my accomplishments? Which I just love because if I was married to Becky Lynch or getting ready to, you know, be married to Becky Lynch and she was the mother of my child, I'd probably say the same thing. Uh the match that I actually do feel sorry for Braun. Uh, and can we just real quickly, Matt, do you remember the pop that Shane got? Now, I guess it's been four or five years ago. It was one of the loudest pops in, you know, the last decade. And now people just like groan and eye roll when you mention Shane McMahon in a feud or a, a match. It's amazing what a difference you know, a couple of years make, but we've got Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Here comes the money in a cage match. I've already said to you guys, uh, not when we were recording that I can totally see I read today, Braun throwing Shane out of the cage through the table and losing the match that way. Uh, Sam, A, are you excited for this match? And then who do you have winning? Actually, going to let LeBron L go first because I have a bit of a rant. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm not overly excited. I, I feel awful for Braun Strowman that he got stuck in this. The only upside that came out of it for me is that, you know, they kind of 
really toe that good line of Braun being a tweener because it's like it's almost like he's a face in this, you know, he's definitely the face in this match. But, you know, he's had heel intentions right before he ran into Shane. But yeah, I, I'm I hope Braun wins. I have a feeling though that, you know, Shane kind of will find some Weasley way to win this. Don't we wish they would go back to the Braun that really wasn't a face or a heel that got so over. I mean, it's to me, they miss so much on these big guys like this where it's like, just make him an ass kicker. Like, it's great. I think it was, you know, before Roman turned heel, that was the best Roman Reigns is when he didn't really say a lot. He just wouldn't back down to a fight, you know, would kick ass pretty much any time he got in the ring. And, you know, I feel like where they really messed up with Braun was, you know, trying to make him a heel face and flipping back and forth. And it just does need to be remembered that this guy at the last minute one year ago was put into, you know, one of the main events to win the title at WrestleMania. So uh, he's been somebody that's had kind of a rough year after having the highlight of his career one year ago. Yeah. They turned him into a chicken shit heel. Cause fucking, um, yeah, this, this thing about Shane McMahon, uh, I'm assuming that, uh, the that Braun will win just because like come the fuck on um the it seems like the WWE has forgotten like Shane McMahon why everyone liked him you know the story always was was that like Shane McMahon would get in there with Test and get the crap kicked out of him and then his Weasley Greenwich friends would help him or he would get in there with uh you know, Angle after Angle wrestled three matches. That was a unbelievable. I, I was saying that was one of the matches that I don't know if they'll still have it on the network, but I watched that not too long ago where he gets thrown through all those glass windows. That was crazy. Yeah. And, and <laughs> but the only, re- you know, th- no one remembers the Kane Undertaker, the Kane uh, Shane matches fondly. Yep. And to, you know, that was 20 years ago. So to have to watch guys who are in their physical prime having to sell his little scrappy-do baby punches and his, like, uh, <laughs> YMCA, like, jujitsu makes me so angry. It is, like, I would rather watch The Rock come in and do his little baby talk promos and bury the shit out of the entire roster for a WrestleMania main event again. Just than like watch Jim Cornette come in there and shoot for 10 minutes then watch, uh, you know, that match. <laughs> it's just, it, like it's so frustrating and it's such a misunderstanding of what people liked about shane and what got shane over and why it was plausible the one thing i will give wwe is it may be literally that they feel bad for braun you know what i mean like he didn't have a dance partner they wanted to give him somebody that at least in the last few years has taken on you know taker ko etc and that just kind of ended up being the consolation prize. I mean, it sucks. It really does. But, I mean, I do think there that may be part of it was they just didn't really have anywhere else to, to go with them, unfortunately. Uh, it's not like they can just pull a, a kid out of the audience and have him win the tag titles every few years. <laughs> Although that was such a great moment. Uh, so, I, I just – that's actually a really damning indictment of the WWE that Vince McMahon's, like, I don't know, 50-year-old son – is the guy who that that is their reward for him is like oh we're gonna reward put... was the wrong word i'm sorry no, i just no, meant I like a marquee you're... name you know no i think you're exactly right he's in, in having the 51 year old no i think you're exactly right is that it is a reward shane they see shane mcmahon in wrestlemania as a big time match and that's a glaring indictment of the wwe so the next match which i will be the first to admit i was really upset at first when the Bad Bunny stuff started, I had a no idea this guy is just such a big recording artist. Um, I love that they got Damian Priest in this now. It's officially him and Priest versus Miz and Morrison. And uh, I mean, Bad Bunny has been there every week. Uh, everything I've heard is like, I mean, he truly, he's, he's like the three of us or anybody listening to this. He truly loves wrestling. I mean, this is like a dream of his. Uh, so I think he might actually surprise people in this match. Uh, I'm sure he's been training. 
this is a great moment for Damian Priest, which I don't know if it was Sam or Ron L that said that, you know, even though he wasn't a huge star in NXT, you could see him being a huge star in WWE on the main roster. I'm definitely starting to see that, especially just seeing him with other guys. He's just got the look and the build of, you know, somebody who could end up being something big. But uh, is there any chance Miz and Morrison wins this match, Sam? Yeah, I could. Yeah, um, I, I think there's a chance. I don't think it's likely. Uh, I think that this is exactly how I like my celebrity involvement in this kind of thing, if they're going to wrestle. Uh, it's It really is a showcase for Damian Priest, which I think is great. I think that it's a, it is a big time you know, exposure moment for Miz and Morrison. I'm, I'm really happy for everyone involved and I hope that they tear it down. Uh, I think that, you know, the bad, I mean, truth is Bad Bunny doesn't even, I mean, they can just have him sell. They can either have him sell the whole time and then get a hot tag to Damian Priest. And and it's great. I'm, I think it's likely and I, I think it's a great way of showcasing Damian Priest. We hope, though, right, Ronnell. I mean, when you mess up somebody's $3 million car, Bad Bunny needs to get a little bit of offense in on Miz and Morrison. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, considering that crossbody he had did, what, God, a month ago now? Like, it looked pretty good. I, I mean, I remember hearing Especially because somebody... he lost his footing. I mean, like, it was almost, you know, really scary. Because he did he yeah. trip coming off, but he saved it. And, you know, especially that that had come right off the heels of uh, Snoop's uh, (laughs) splash, which was, uh, you know, I I love you, Snoop, but, you know, uh, practice a few more times before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, definitely practice that a few more times before you go live. But, um, yeah, I think that Bad Bunny really does have a chance to um, really be a part of the show and, you know, I, I'm actually happy that I got to do a, a happy 180 on this because I remember when they first introduced, like, you know, who the heck. And, but like you guys said, he shows up, he does a great part of the show. Um, and yeah, I was the one who was extremely high on Damian Priest and the fact that he's going to get his uh, airtime oh. and likely a moment on WrestleMania. I'm super stoked about. I mean, you have to be a really big wrestling fan to make a rap song about Booker T in 2020. And that's not a knock against Booker T, but I mean, think about it. Like, he hasn't been a mainstay in wrestling and going on decades. Uh, So, I mean, I don't think there's anything more. Decades. (laughs) Decades. I mean, really. Like, I mean, he hasn't wrestled since the 2000s. No, he, he won the title in 2006. Like I said, he hasn't wrestled since the 2000, it's 2021, bro. That's decades. That's 15 years. A decade and a half. Yeah. We'll split the difference. It's decades. Uh, the, <laughs> the, Semantics. Because he showed up at the 2011 Rumble. We're, I like oh, my the, God. Do not start, Sam. The two, the, the two th- <laughs> you, now you're getting me confused. The Raw Tag Team titles will be on the line. Uh, I do, again, feel bad for Shelton Benjamin. Uh, they, they, I mean, I understand why they had to take the titles off the Hurt Business. We'll get into I, I still don't agree with breaking up the Hurt Business. But, uh, you know, Cedric and, and Shelton probably, they could have made this a triple threat match. I really felt like they could have. But... I have came around to where I think this is going to be all about Omos. And I almost feel that AJ and Omos are going to win the tag titles and AJ is basically not going to do much of anything. Like, he's going to start the match, fight New Day. He's going to make the tag, and I think Omos is just going to destroy them. Uh, And you're going to have new tag team champions. Do you think that that's what they're setting up for is a huge debut for him? I mean, this man is massive. And from everything that I've seen um, so far of what, you know, his uh, little combat action, this is going to be quite interesting. So, yeah, I think that you're absolutely right in that this is going to be um, mostly his show where 
he'll likely uh, squash the New Day, and I'm okay with that. Um, when we get to the uh, world title match, I'll go a little further at length about you know just my feelings about the whole Hurt Business uh, scenario. Um, I'm I'm actually a little different than you guys. I think that what we're going to see is a lot of AJ Styles playing the Ricky Morton and getting his ass kicked and then eventually almost getting tagged in and winning the titles. I one thing that I I'm I've heard, you know, obviously AJ Styles is still a great wrestler, one of the best wrestlers of his generation. But if you're really high on almost and he's really green, I think that it's a really good way of having him learn is having him be a tag team wrestler which hides some of his uh, inexperience, hides some of his uh, flaws, allows him to learn from somebody who's great in AJ Styles. And I, you know, I, I, I think it's great. They used to do this a lot with guys. And that's so great have- OJT right there. Well, and I don't know why, and again, sometimes I should just stay off social media, but it really was a lot of vitriol and hate about whether Drew and Lashley or Bianca and Sasha would end up being the main event on night one. I think they made the right decision for a ton of reasons. The biggest for me is that you can't say over and over again that the winner of the Royal Rumble gets the main event at WrestleMania, especially when it's two nights and then not have both winners end up main eventing, uh, you know, each show. And the women's division is absolutely equal or good enough now that it should get a main event on one of the two nights. Because, I mean, again, I, I think if you want to talk about the top stars, the ladies right now have a better top you know, tier, uh, especially with the rumor, or actually it's not even a rumor. They are saying in a call, I don't know if you guys heard this the other day, that both Becky and Rhonda will be back in the near future. Uh, So, I mean, that's coming from the president of uh, WWE in a board meeting. So that is, I mean, that's on the record. There is a good chance, I believe, that Bianca ends up winning this match versus Sasha, and I would not be surprised at all if Becky shows up. Or Ronda could be either or. But let's let's do Drew Lashley first. Um, I I've been saying on this podcast for about a month and a half, so none of what has happened has surprised me. I told you guys that this is all about Drew getting his win. Uh, and unfortunately, Bobby seems to be the guy that is kind of getting railroaded for it. Um, I'm just, I am pretty disappointed that they they went the same WWE way because they, they could have done this without, you know, basically turning Lashley into kind of the, the chicken heel. I mean, they did. Like, first he, he's upset because they lose a match that bars him from ringside. Well, he was just saying the week before he didn't need any help at ringside. And that's what ended up with him kicking him out of the group. Then Corbin helps him, which is like, where the hell did that come from? I mean, I guess if you're going long-term booking, yes, the three of them were a thing for a little bit. It's hard to remember that, but they were against against Roman (laughs) Reigns and the Usos. But, I mean, still, I I don't get it. Uh, And it's just, it's, it's crazy. The one thing I will say, and I am holding out hope because I, I, I still stand by it. I said it the second they booked this match, Drew's going over. That's what's going to happen. I do think there's a chance that Lashley ends up getting help from Cedric and Sheldon and is the smart heel because by them getting booted from the Hurt Business, that's why they were barred from ringside, right? was because the Hurt Business is barred from ringside. Maybe that would give them a loophole – to interfere in this match, help Lashley win, uh, and that would be something that would make sense. I don't think it'd make Lashley look too weak. It'd make him look – I love the smart heel. I always have. But, again, I've been saying this since Lashley won, and it's why I was a little confused with why they put the belt on him because he's been so hot. Uh, Drew is going to win this. Ron L., are you coming around to my thinking? <laughs> Um, I hope you're right, and just because, like, yeah, um, we'll get, like you said, that that part out of the way. We had already known the moment that Lashley put 
picked up the title that he's most likely losing to Drew at Mania. Not upset about that. I get it. Just the whole thing that the way that they did exactly what you did, making these guys look so strong. They've been the best part of Monday Night Raw for the better part of this entire pandemic. And this is how you pay off the end of Lashley's championship by turning him into a chicken heel. Come on. I don't, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to just say Vince, whoever's idea this was, it was completely crap. And the report you know, was it was Vince and it was like last minute. Oh, that's right. That, that's right. I, I was the one who uh, actually had shared that, that <laughs> he had actually sat down with them and even seeing their disappointment in all of it just was like, no, nah, this is what, this is what it's going to be. And it's like, like what? I don't usually like to curse on, on this podcast, but Vince, what the fuck? Like, seriously, we've already talked enough about ha- uh, your treatment of um, minorities and such, and there's not often that I will really go off on a tangent about it because, you know, like I've said on, on other times and places, I don't necessarily go to look to wrestling to be, you know, um, just my beacon of morality, but Jesus, just you've got these talented people you already had bobby you built him up to be this monster and you turn him into this in less than a month you could have easily just had drew just fighting his way back to get to his championship and beat and beat lashley straight up without making very him look similar like to ass. their really good match last year right that was basically just two guys brawling i mean it was a great match uh sam yeah, right. are, you, are you worried that this could backfire on unfortunately Drew's really gonna catch the backlash where I could see with everything going on, Lashley really getting cheered and Drew getting booed. And again, it's where I feel sorry for these guys. They're not booking this match. No, and I I don't my anger is not at Drew McIntyre or Drew, I don't even know what his real name is. Uh Drewbert McIntyre ish. I don't know. Um my I it is uh, this is what happens when you have a 75-year-old man who did a lot of cocaine in the 80s and hasn't slept through the night for 40 years and took a bunch of chair shots to the head and has a bunch, a bunch of, of chair shots to the head. I mean, I, I'm... It, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like you, you know what? You want to break up the Hurt Business? Do it after Mania. You want, like, what are you... you if you don't have a plan for Shelton, for Benjamin and uh, Cedric, don't do it. What, just make what, them, just make them weasels. Just make them weasels, but at least keep them hanging around. Yeah, and and the the it, so what he's done. I mean, and it goes back to what we said about Braun. But it's, I get why somebody like the Miz in the WWE is a chicken shit heel. But, you know, but Braun Strowman. A guy who, in storylines, we've seen Trump people. Bobby Lashley, like a legit MMA badass, I'm supposed to believe is scared of anybody? Fuck out of here. Like that, that with the whiplash, right, of just making him look so strong and then immediately kind of flip it because you want to build a different Mania match, basically. And, and if you want to have Drew, and I think truthfully what this is, is that they want to reward Drew and hey, I'm not I, mad at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I don't want to take this out on him. They are not doing this to, to punish Lashley, but they really wanted to, you know, Drew had was going to have his mania moment and beat Brock. Uh, you can't recreate that. So they want to do that. And having him go over somebody who's strong is a big moment. And if Lashley had been this world beater the same way that he has been before this, it's a big deal. And now he's just. You know, congrats. Drew beat a tomato can. He's he's not beating Brock. He's not beating Orton. He's beating another Dolph Ziggler, which is the most damning, <laughs> meanest thing that I can say about Bobby Lashley right now, is that you have made him into the equivalent of Dolph Ziggler. And again, it's why I'm confident that WWE made the right decision again, having Bianca and Sasha be the main event. Uh, forget for a second what I Go ahead. Uh, sorry, the, the one thing is, and the one reason why I think the 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 Hurt Business that we've talked about with the smart heel is that I could almost see that being the case 
and I could see them working the, the dirt sheets, you know, leaking that and having it come out and having Lashley win because we always hear send the fans home happy. What was the main events last year? It was the undertaker in the boneyard match standing tall. And it was uh, drew getting You're all here with me. Yeah. So I, I think that it's possible that they're not ending because Lashley's going to win. That's my hope. Not happening. Uh, Bianca versus Sasha. Forget for a second the fact that I really do think that with them ending the show, you are in the comments about Rhonda and Becky. One of them is showing up to basically get face-to-face with whoever wins the belt. And I say whoever because... I think we can all agree it probably should be Bianca. It probably will be Bianca. But again, Sasha to lose another Mania match. And we'll talk about it on the next night because uh, Asuka's in the same boat. It's just mind-boggling that they're in this situation where Sasha could be winless five it's either five or six manias into her career uh, when, again, she's one of the biggest stars in the company. Right now, do you have Bianca or Sasha winning and having, I think, a stare down with either Ronda or Becky at the end of the night? See, you're throwing the um, Becky and Ronda news is definitely the high and tight fastball because I was already – uh, waiting for the hook, and this was supposed to be Bianca Belair, and we go off and go off night one with a celebration. Now, it just doesn't seem to be as clear. Um, I'm going to still stay with Bianca Belair, but I'm if one of those two women come back, it might almost serve and play better if it's Sasha Banks that is the one that they face. Um, so I'm going to read the exact quote, uh, because if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be, uh, Becky. And the quote is Rhonda is going to be coming back at a certain point in time. Becky Lynch, she just had her first baby. She would be coming back at a certain point in time in the not too distant future. Uh, Becky had a child December 10th. Uh, I don't know if she will be ready to come back, uh, you know, in the ring just because, you know, four months is not a long time. I do think that, uh, I, and again, this match, I hope they don't, because I think that Sasha and Bianca deserve the chance to... Oh, I, I hope they do. They, they need a moment. Like, they really do. It's just like when Ronda showed up at the Rumble. I think it kind of solidified. that. This To me, this is the kind of thing that would make women's wrestling truly equal, is when you have something that you would remember, whether it be Rhonda or Becky returning at the end to get face-to-face, you know, just with whoever won, that's a moment. That's something you're going to remember for a long time. And especially if Bianca ends up winning the title, gets her first moment, and then, you know, Becky's there staring her down. I mean, that, you know, it's kind of like with Seth with the, you know, taking that amazing. Rub. Exactly. It's a, that's a big-time rub. The, the one – Again, not to be uh, – the I, and again, I think that it's going to be Becky because she's married to Seth. Uh, I think that she's also – the moment uh, is for I, – I, you know, I think that Ronda coming out, that confrontation is going to be with Becky because that was who beat her. The one thing that I will say that I kind of wonder – is do we have a moment of crowning Bianca? Um, is it Sasha's moment? Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious to see. One thing that would be interesting is if Sasha were to, you know, Becky were to come out and turn heel and attack Sasha. Um, I don't know. I, I'm... I don't even know who I think is going to win the match. But the other thing to remember is um, SmackDown's the flagship show, and this is the SmackDown match. And Becky, if she's coming back, will likely go to SmackDown. All right, night two. Uh, 
let's start with Riddle Sheamus. Uh, I don't really care about this match. Riddle's going to go over. I'm not trying to be mean. Let's talk real quickly about Riddle's I Forgot My Line. Was that kayfabe <laughs> or was that I – and mean, what do you guys think? I think I think it's uh, modern-day RVD. I mean, I, I actually – the one I was thinking of was Sid, was the very famous one where he's – yeah. Uh, 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 can we take that again? We're live, pal. <laughs> uh, I, I – uh, I'm actually really excited for this match. I think that they should uh, – Sheamus does best. We, I, I've said it a million times with people who really lay it in and hit him. And Riddle's going to lay it in and hit him. I'm not talking about that the match quality was bad. I'm just saying I don't really care about this and I know who's going to win. And to me, like, that that takes excitement away from me. The, the As for Riddle forgetting his line, I think this is why you don't have people have to do – you know, everyone shouldn't have to do an incredibly tightly scripted promo because not everyone's good at that. Making somebody like Matt Riddle is taking a lot of Oscar's shots. Oscar's face was my favorite part of that. Like she yeah, was like, I, I don't, I don't even speak English very well, and it's like you like moron. Word? I could have remembered that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think it was legit. I think that uh, it kind of fits in. One thing I kind of wish they did with Riddle was what they did with Kurt Angle, which was where Kurt Angle was goofy until it was time to get in there and kick some ass. And he was funny, but he was... He had that aggressive streak. Yeah, it was like until it was time to beat the shit out of somebody. And then he, he you know, he, he beat that's a That's a really good point. And I, I'm going to again say, having been watching a lot of old stuff, I wish they'd go back to more tape stuff backstage. I don't know. They could do it. Like, I don't understand why they seem to go to these things that are live when it's like, I mean, I even saw for the Rumble, and I know it wouldn't work today, and it's kind of lame, but, like, watching the 92 Rumble the other day, I loved right before the match. They had every one of them do, like, a 36-second promo with Mean Gene on why they were going to win the rumble. And it was just great. And maybe it's just childhood and memories and everything, but yeah. I just loved it. And I think with tape stuff, they're just, they have more chance to get out what they want to say and, you know, truly be the, the characters that they want to. Uh, I think we all can agree. Go ahead. Uh, the reason why I was just going to explain to you is that the. Don't explain to me. Keep going then. Go ahead. <laughs> No, is that they, the preference for live is that the idea that live uh, anything can happen and that there's a spontaneity to it and it's real. And that's just been, I've heard Bischoff say it. I've heard Vince say it. That's, they prefer live for that reason. Even no, well, it's, it's one of the reasons why I still love AEW because I love the, the old tape stuff. Anyway. No, I'm with you. I think you guys are right. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's right. All I'm right, just... moving on. Let's go. KO versus Sami Zayn is probably going to be the... I think match that steals the show both nights. I hope that we don't have too much craziness with, uh, is it, it's not Logan Paul. It's his brother, right? Yes. It is. It's Logan. No, it's not Jake Paul. Oh, you're right. It's not Jake. It is is Logan. Logan. Okay. But Jake's the one that boxes, right? I get this confused. I don't, I don't stay enough with the hip kids. I think they're both, uh, boxing, but Jake is, the, I believe, the one who uh, slept Nate Robinson. We talked. Talk, okay, let's keep going. I talked about earlier the, uh, you know, how important it is that guys get their moment, they reward people. This is a prime example of both KO and Sammy were huge parts of the last year. You know, Sammy obviously had that great IC run. Uh, I think really helped put Big E over, uh, you know, with his win. KO, I, I just – last year's WrestleMania, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is his match with Seth and, you know, him saying, I'm going to jump off the top of that, and he did. Uh, and just the fact that these guys – I mean, Sam, you know more than anybody because you, you, you followed these guys' careers. I mean, these are like best friends getting to have – I mean, honestly, something they'll remember forever on the biggest stage of all. And what I love is in front of, you know, fans. Yeah, I'm I don't really care who wins. It's just very cool to me that two guys from Quebec 
are getting a chance to go out there and kick some ass. And these guys, I think they have a good match in their sleep at this point. Um, they are, they're really good. I think that KO is a guy who, could, you know, given the chance, could get some real heat and get really over. Um, but I think Sammy's been doing a great job with his conspiracy theory storyline. And I, my expectation is, is that Logan Paul will turn on him and KO will win. No matter what happens, it's just going to be a phenomenal match. Um, just the fact that, you know, you had laid out all of their history and there is nothing much I can really add to this. It's going to be, it's going to be phenomenal and I can't wait for this one. All right, Ronnie, let's get weird. We got the Fiend versus Orton match. Is this going to be a cinematic match? Is it true maybe that it's not been Bray? If you've heard us talking about that, it's actually been his brother, Bo Believe. Uh, and that's why Bray, he did. I mean, I will admit the Fiend did look smaller. Like going back and look, the Fiend that returned looked a little bit smaller. It's possible Bray lost weight. With the baby, I just don't see that happening. Normally, it's the opposite from what I've heard. Uh, what are we getting with this Fiend Orton match? Because it's hard to forget the terrible match that was their title match at WrestleMania a few years ago. Yeah, um, I hope it's a cinematic match. Um, with the way that it looked like it's set up, it looks like they're going to do something with fire. So, you know, knock wood, it's definitely a cinematic match. Um, I don't know, and it, it, it. I heard what you guys said about um, Bray and Bo, and I wouldn't mind that. That would be a nice wrinkle, and that honestly would be the only thing I would be really excited about uh, in terms of this storyline. I'm ready for Fiend and Orton to be done, and just have the have the Fiend back and just see what's next for him. If that does happen, would you be okay with Bo? You know, basically kind of being the Fiend's sidekick moving forward you know whether it be just part of the fun house or you know whatever i think it would be i think that would be great because maybe that the transformation is that we're not going to get the uh yowie wowie bray back and we're going to need somebody other than alexa to be able to speak for him um i'm i so (laughs) everyone knows i feel about I mean, yes, uh, do not go into how you feel. And Ra- Everybody knows how you feel about Randy Orton. Uh, <laughs> the, I think I like. We don't need another snake that looks like a, a sperm cell. Um, we don't need maggots on the ring. And I think what people forget was that god awful House of Horrors match that they had the next month. Oh, that's when they burned the building, right? Or is yeah, that, they burned yeah. down the Sister Abigail, or basically Vince McMahon was like, <laughs> Vince McMahon watched, uh, I feel like somebody showed him the Broken Hardy Universe time. <laughs> oh, this oh, no, that's exactly, that, that was exactly, if you look at the timing, I'm sure that was their answer. Yeah, uh, their answer sucks. I mean, Orton's <laughs> going to get his come up, so, right? There's no way. I mean, he burned the dude alive. Like, the Fiend's got, to go over yeah i mean he has to my one yeah i mean the the toxic avenger um i think that he goes over or they're gonna do a blowout at money in the bank in a cinematic match but yeah i I mean, love to do the cinematic match again i mean you gotta remember how much i know the three of us love the scene one last year orton likes cena and they have a history like him and cena to where they really could do something really creative and great. And I actually hope it's not a match and actually a cinematic deal. Uh, Nia and Shayna, you guys had uh, Lana and uh, Naomi. Naomi, right? So mm-hmm. y'all have Lana, uh, Lana, Lana, Lana and Naomi beating Nia and Shayna, or do you have them, Nia and Shayna, retaining? Uh, I have Lana and Naomi. Um, I'm like you guys. Let's get those two women back. And I mean, oh my God, just think of how beautiful it'll be for the women's uh, world title picture just with all of these killers, especially if Becky comes back for SmackDown. You free up Nia and Shayna's singles on Raw. Um, you know, we're probably still a good seven, eight months out from Lacey Evans returning. So 
But still, in all, I mean, we can still have a lot going on. We got Rhea Ripley and Asuka still uh, on Raw. I, I know, Sam. I know. Sam, not... before you get into it, I know how you feel about Nia Jax. But I oh, really no, was, I was excited to no, see. No, that, that was the for Lacey. I was excited <laughs> yeah, I was to like, see like, Nia. I was like, back. I was like, don't threaten me with a good time, Ron <laughs> Uh I was really excited to see Nia and Rhea face-to-face. And I do want to see the two of them have a feud. Uh on Raw, that was, I mean, that really was, that was a cool moment seeing, you know, two of the bigger women in WWE, I mean, ever uh, come face to face. I love the way they're, you know, portraying Rhea right now. So I do hope that they take the straps off of Nia and Shayna. I have a feeling that's not what they're going to do. The night two has, I mean, I, I hope they split these matches up, but again, like you want to talk about, it's it's the more stack night. It should be titles on titles on titles. Oscar versus Rhea. I am. I went back and forth on this because obviously we know Rhea lost to Charlotte last year, which I didn't totally understand. Oscar's uh, never won. She's been screwed so many times. You know, it's it's always not her moment. It seems like somebody else's. I'm sorry, Rhea. You're young. Uh, you're going to have plenty more moments. I'm going to be pissed if they don't let Asuka go over, especially with the way Rhea behaved on Monday where she just went flat out heel. I did like that she went more smart, you know, heel than just the chicken heel that we've been talking about. She really was playing mind games uh, with Asuka and ended up basically just, you know, throwing her to the wolves. Uh, but it, it is interesting that the women's title matches, Ronell, are the hardest ones to decide who's going to win, right? They are. Uh, they are because, you know, I at first was just thinking, man, they're going to do it to my girl Asuka again. But with the way that they have Rhea coming out, and I absolutely love that they have them have her coming out like this but i think that's uh leading to a strong possibility that oscar does actually go over sam did you not love the fact that and again this is a smart heel Rhea even admitted that the reason she played the smiley challenge you know respect card was because she wanted to get oscar to accept and then once she did she flipped that table on her and her attitude and everything changed. And it's just so rare that they, you know, get motive and stuff right, which I think they deserve credit when they do. Yeah, I the one thing that, uh, and I'm not going to be upset that my little fantasy booking didn't happen, would have been for Rhea to lose the mat, the title match, and then snap and turn heel. But minor quibble can still happen. Uh, I think that this low key could be I mean, this. Uh, I, I think that actually, the exception of the women's tag title match and the Fiend Orton match, every match on this night has the chance to be match of the night. Uh, I, I'm, I, I think that just letting these two women go in there who are just really strong, and also Asuka, who is, if not, you know, along with uh, Io is one of the best big match wrestlers in the WWE and giving her that chance to shine is worth it. I, and if you want to put the title on Rhea, I think you do it at money in the bank. Yeah. I just feel like you have to give Oscar a mania moment with what she's been through the last couple of years. Cause I, you know, I almost, I'm one of the people that always defends Charlotte in my opinion is their best women's wrestler. So I understand her winning, but I'll never forgive them for, you know, building Asuka up, having her win the Rumble, and then just to lose on the biggest stage of all. It just, it's like, why not do that, you know, as you're saying with Rhea here one month later? I, I just, I'll, I'll never understand that. The, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm uh, not on my Adderall, so it's a little, little tangenty. Uh, but it reminds me, one of the great moments, I don't know if you ever saw Asuka win the women's title in NXT, was she uh, was wrestling uh, Bailey and Bailey uh, passed out. And it was this great moment of growth for Bailey because instead of tapping out and being really sad, Bailey got choked out. And it was just an example of her heart 
being more than her body could keep up with. And it's, it's a great, it's a great match, great storytelling. Anyway. The Biggie Apollo feud, which has been fantastic. I'm a little concerned. Does anybody know what a Nigerian drum fight is? No, and I was looking it up um, right before I hopped on here with you guys to see if, like, maybe they had dropped a hint. All that we can see is that it's going to be some sort of no DQ, but I'm, you know, one thing I saw, and I, I swear to God I'll, I'll blow a gasket if, if it, they do, if they turn this into some kind of, like, Black Panther challenge. That's exactly what I thing, was thinking. Rano, that is I exactly will what I was my thinking. Mind. Oh, God, I will absolutely, I will absolutely blow my top. <laughs> Not only do we get the black on black crime that we've talked about in WWE that, you know, on this podcast, they're notorious for like, I, I missed when they made the Nigerian drum fight stipulation. And literally when I first saw that, which was yesterday, that's the exact same. I'm like, I can see them trying to do some freaking Wakanda shit. Like even with, you know, like Apollo bringing people down to chant and stuff. It's just like, don't please. Do not, and it's it's two guys that have proven they can really put on a good match. So I hope it's just basically a no disqualification match, right? Like that would be the best case scenario. Best case scenario is they say fuck it and let him have a good match. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I think the likelihood is is that it's some sort of no holds barred weapons match. Um, the I really wish that getting in touch with your roots didn't mean becoming a bad guy all the time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they do that Wakanda thing. You know, if they do a Black Panther thing, I'm gonna fucking lose it. Like, we're not gonna be able to. Like, we actually might have to bleep me at that next week. Cause it like, is scary though that like literally, I think the three of us all kind of thought the same thing. Cause I, I no, did. Okay, I tried. I, I tried to. I tried to look up myself. I'm like, what is a Nigerian drum fight? And I couldn't, you know, find anything. Uh, all right, let's get on to the main event. I'm I, again. I don't understand. There's been some backlash again on social media. Uh, some people are mad. It's a triple threat. I, I don't know what all people are mad about. It's like some people are mad that, you know, still mad edge won the rumble. Some people are, some mad people are mad. Run. The sun came up today. That's touche. <laughs> touche. I think this is again, like you want to talk about luck of getting to see three of, I mean, two guys that are already established as two of the, the greatest guys to ever do it, and Edge and Daniel Bryan. Reigns is well on his way to eventually being in that class as well. I talked about a little bit on the last podcast. This is the miracle match. I mean, you really think about a guy came back from leukemia and two guys that came back from head and neck injuries that were told they would never wrestle again, and all three of them are going to main event, you know, WrestleMania. And the fact that it's the first, you know, crowd. Uh, I just think that the electricity is going to be amazing for this. I actually think none of them are going to get booed, which is going to be cool. Like, I actually think that most of them, like, sure, there's going to be some boos. But I think overall, all three guys are going to get cheered, which is only going to make the match more interesting. And I, I don't know what it is, but I just really do think there's going to be some kind of big swerve. Uh, in this or something that we don't see coming. And that's why I'm so glad they added Daniel Bryan is I don't think there is a clear cut winner. I don't think that, you know, there's an easy way to say he was going to win to where if this was a one-on-one -on -one match between any of the three guys, you know, or two of the three guys, it'd be pretty easy to figure out. Ron Aldo, which way are you leaning right now? It's been hard. Um, honestly, adding Daniel Bryan to this mix was the absolute right decision. So um, I, I don't know for anybody who's naysaying that. I, I don't know what you're watching because it was. This is 100% the right move. And I, oh god, uh, like you guys have gotten me so much, especially listening to you and you know listening to us over the last few weeks. I would so love to see one more yes moment for Daniel Bryan. I really would. I'm all, but I, in the end, I'm actually leaning towards Roman being able to walk away from this. 
Who do you think uh, you would pin in that situation? Just real quick. I'm sorry. We'll let you go, Sam. Um, if Roman if Roman wins, uh, he pins Daniel. Um, the yeah, I can't believe that anybody would be upset about adding Daniel Bryan to a wrestling match. Like, like. Well, oh, Ronell no. made a good point. Like, have you been on the internet? You know, have you been on yeah, social media? <laughs> I, and I've seen some of it. Reddit had a bunch of things where like Daniel Bryan was inserted into like the Justice League. It was, you know, it's funny. It's whatever. Um, I, I mean, it's funny. It, it really fickle. was. It's fickle, is what it is. Uh, I am, and I'm, I'm to the surprise of no one. I have talked myself into Daniel Bryan winning. <laughs> Um, and it, but the, this is not just me be, and fully admitting I'm a mark and I'm going to lose my shit. I will be very happy for Brian Danielson if, if he gets a second WrestleMania moment. I'm just worried you're going to end up being disappointed at the end of the match if it doesn't happen because you're talking yourself into this. I will be, if it's Edge, I will be. If it's uh, <laughs> Roman, I'll be fine with it. Um, the reason why I'm talking myself into it is first of all, uh, if Daniel Bryan doesn't win, we're talking about a heel versus heel feud coming out of this, which feels because there's this is not the end. This is not we're not going to see who you know. I think that some combination of these three guys are going to be feuding. Uh, if and, and a heel versus heel feud just doesn't feel right. Um, I think that Daniel Bryan when and Daniel Bryan is the face. I think that if Daniel Bryan wins, uh, it sends the fans home happy which I think being the first show with fans back after the COVID uh, pandemic, you want to send the fans home happy. I think that also if he is done, as I think he is, at uh, after SummerSlam, you have him feud with Edge and Roman and then drop the title at SummerSlam, and you either say, hey, man, thank you for all the work that you've done. Thank you for all the, you know, that you put in to get back here here's your reward or you say hey come on like we're 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 giving you another shot how about you stick around would uh, you argue that reigns would be best suited because i i he, i think he's one of the few heels that you could say the best thing for him to to do is to be chasing the title because you know how his thing's all about respect and being the chief and like i actually think the most interesting thing for his character is to lose the belt especially by not being involved in the decision and then have him you know just angry as hell i think that if he loses the title via daniel bryan beating you know if he spears uh or if he gets speared by uh edge and daniel bryan hits the knee plus on edge and pins him and then you do whatever woo woo you have to do to keep them apart until SummerSlam. I think the problem is is that you you can't really have Roman out of the title picture for very long. So if you wanted to do something where next and money in the unless bank, Brock comes back, right? Brock would be a legit distraction, right? Yeah, and I think that they would likely do well. Yeah, no, I think they'd likely build to Brock. Uh, and pay, play tug-of-war with Heyman? I'd love that. That's what I'm saying. I think that'd be very interesting. And it could keep him um, out of the title. I mean, again, we're fantasy booking, but... But, I mean, I, I just don't see any indication that Brock's coming back. Um, I My guess would be that, you know, again, we're fantasy booking here. Daniel Bryan wins. He wrestles Edge at uh, Money in the Bank. Uh something you know they do something at the june show uh roman you know there's some sort of fuckery and and anyway we end up at SummerSlam where the main event is daniel bryan roman roman wins i mean i or think roman that, what about roman winning the money in the bank for that matter i would actually love to see edge if he doesn't win win the money in the bank and get one more run with it because you know he's arguably the you know greatest money in the bank holder of all time he's obviously the one that you know kind of perfected picking your guy at the right time and that's where the ultimate opportunist and all that stuff uh came from that would be really interesting too but either way I, I'm, I'm very excited for this card it's 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 gonna be just insane and again I, i'm jacked that it's two nights i, I just again if we don't ever have to sit to a seven and a half hour pay-per-view again i will be very thankful with wwe before we get out of here ron l 
Tell me about some Harvest Credit. Yes, sir. Uh, set your appointments at HarvestCreditors.com. Uh, find me on Instagram at official Ronell Tinsley, on Facebook at Ronell Tinsley. Uh, if you have any issues on your credit report, you just want to get that score higher, uh, get at me. And if you mention the Team Turnbuckle podcast, save $100 on starting your services, including your ability to write your living will, trust, and power of attorney. Sammy, anything you want to plug, brother? Uh going to use the WrestleMania opportunity to once again plug Emily Pratt. Uh, she is the plug on New Japan. Uh, she writes for Fanbyte about New Japan Pro Wrestling. She is why I got into New Japan Pro Wrestling. She does great writing on them. You can find her at Emily of Pratt on Twitter. Uh, I'm also going to plug the uh, All-Star Package for it's $5 a month for Team Turnbuckle uh, for IBN Sports. Uh, it gets you the ability to Patreon, huh? Patreon. That's what Patreon. RC always tells me to call it. The Patreon. The All Star Patreon package. Um, five bucks a month gets you automatic posting approval, which pays for itself. Commissioner for a day, mutes. Uh, also, would say join the group. I think that it's a lot of fun. I'm really excited to drop the Mega Powers Explode, and I am already thinking about what we're going to do next and already have some ideas for i'm leaning towards the triple h two-parter uh for sure and well i i i like i i actually am excited to watch ron l getting the chance to see some of this i think it's cool that ron l is going to have fresh eyes and be that uh perspective for us so hey it's just like you know whenever i hear someone has never watched star wars or or the lord of the rings or something i'm like oh really we could always do the summer of punk though too in WWE, because you know, Ron L hadn't seen money in the bank. Yeah, uh, that would be 10 years. Yep. So, uh, I, I just want to allow me to wax poetic about uh, Charles Montgomery Punk. I know. Uh, I do want to also, real quickly, just again remind the IB Sports Podcast Network. Um, I mean, I think just this week we've had six podcasts up, including That's Alan did it. Which Keith. Wow. Well, uh, Alan did a baseball podcast as well. Uh, and just a uh, little teaser for you guys. RC has already promised me. I don't know if it's going to be Saturday or Sunday night, but he will come on to do an instant reaction podcast with us uh, after one of the two nights of Mania, which I am jacked about. Uh, uh, if the Nigerian uh, drum match is the uh, Wakanda thing, then he'll actually probably replace me as I will have to go to uh, Kaiser <laughs> because I'm going to have a stroke. I just, I hope that it, something happens there. Cause I, I just, it would, I mean, good Lord, Peacock probably would have a fit with the, with the way they've been doing. But uh, for the trio on uh, the Ivy Sports Network, I am the head of the table, Chief Key Fleming, the ravishing one, Ron L. Tinsley, and Sam the Shooter Howe. This has been another edition of the Team Turnbuckle podcast. Hope everybody enjoys their WrestleMania and has a great weekend. We'll see you soon.